Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Welcome to Flow Space. I'm, of course. Thank you for being here with us. I'm Deandra. This is Jerrica. I'm Paulina. Paulina, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What does it look like becoming that person that you're in the stage of? Um, well, it's just more like of an exercise, I guess, because I've always believed in, you know, manifestation and stuff, but lately I've kind of felt like, um, there's this instant, instantaneous kind of, uh, abundance ability with the universe that you can just, you can just claim what you want and, and that claiming it is the thing that makes it so, not now we have to wait kind of thing and I feel like I've just been um trying to figure out what it is like I guess an exercise I've been doing is what's something that I'm going to do in the time that I say it's like uh when I have a certain organization when I have that organization what's something that I'm going to do different in my life than how I do it now day to day uh, and like could be like the way I'm thinking or maybe I'll have to go to somewhere to get some supply or something and so I'll, if it's something I can do in my life right now I'll start to do that thing and that's just you know I, I think basics of like um, living as if but I guess right now why it's different is uh, it's like both feet in kind of there's no like well I'm going to try this and if it doesn't work out it's just like oh that's the only way to that things happen is when you do that. Yeah, and it's really beautiful. Um, what sparked that within you, that realization, and like allowed you to have both feet in right now? Um, it was kind of like, it was just kind of like a, you can take one road or the other, and one road ends up leading to um, anxiety or doubt, and the other road ends up leading to like your wildest dreams. That's kind of how it felt. So it was like, I guess, um, kind of a no-brainer. It ended up being kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I feel like in my personal experience, I find that that is kind of what sparked it for me as well. Like having the realization that there's two choices and you can go down one road or you can be the creator of your reality and really manifest all that you desire. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and seeing it, I think seeing it playing out and the the effects of it being actually t- attainable um, has really accelerated that and really has brought that to the forefront and how to operate in the day-to-day. Was there like a defining experience that you encountered or, or had or was it shared? Like how did it come into your awareness? I think over time... I think there was a bu- I think there was a bunch of uh, things that I was just learning about all at the same time, and then and then I would notice things just happening if after being believing that they were happening right now. Then I would notice that I don't know it would be like months or days later, and I'd be like, oh, it's 
it when I it came from my brain and now it's in reality. I didn't realize it was here because I was living like it was here, but now it's actually here and things like that just kept happening and I was like, oh, it actually works. Yeah, I was speaking to someone recently and she shared an analogy with me. She said the way that she manifests is as if she's ordering something online. Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. So she um, acts as if she's ordering something online and then she's waiting to receive that package as if she already purchased it and it's just about being delivered to her. And right. she finds such um, ease in that type of manifestation. Yeah, there's so many ways. Mm-hmm. I love that though. Mm-hmm. I like that example. So we first met you recently at um, the Jam Planet. Yeah. That- okay, cool. <laughs> amazing event super amazing um and we know that you're the curator of that space so we would love um for you to share how it came to fruition what's your mission and vision for it where would you like it to go because it was really an amazing beyond event super aligned super Thank expansive you very safe and beautiful magical space that you created that's so kind of you to say thank you i appreciate that um i it started because i wanted to actually it the beginning was i wanted to have a place where i could try out my new music and not have it just be like me posting things online i wanted it to be like a real space people could like see me and you know, interact with them and stuff. And um, then it turned into uh, when I when I first had the first one, I was like, oh, this is really about the people. And um, then it kind of seemed like it had been like about people all along. But all these ideas that I have had in the past for like um, things I wanted to introduce to the world or things I wanted to help um, maintain or uh, magnify about the world would fit into this beautiful space. Things like, um, you know, farming workshops or um, like meditation workshops or ways to declare your sovereignty in the, um, according to you know, titles in law and just all kinds of different things that I've been learning about for so long and that I'm continuing to learn about that I think can like extremely shift, you know, um, people's ability to like believe in their own power. And so uh, that is what it's going, is what it is now as a wellness event for people to expand and explore um the best, most desired versions of themselves through learning about things that empower them in the earth. And one of those things is, you know, art and music. So I think it's really important for people to be able to express themselves. And I think uh, a lot of the artists in the community have a, have a really beautiful grasp on these ideas of being able to um, create your own power and be um, strong. Uh in your godliness and they're spreading that stuff so having them on the stage and talk about it is is so cool um right now it's you know uh like a little kind of underground event but um eventually yeah worldwide and 
beyond. I mean, there's so I have so many, so many ideas that aren't aren't um, uh, they're not um, constricted to this planet. Yeah. Yeah, and your vision for it, it really fits what was experienced there. Like Deandra shared, it was so expansive in so many ways. Um, things that like we talk about, like, oh, we wish there was a space where we can go and feel. And we showed up there and we felt everything that we've desired to, like with other people. Because it's nice, like sometimes you have your own community, your close people, your tribe that you experience these things with. But then being able to step into a space with strangers who quickly can become friends and tribe, it's beautiful. So I really appreciate you creating this and making it happen. Oh, I'm so, so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, just for anybody listening, can you just explain a little bit of what Jam Planet is, where they can hear information about upcoming Jam Planets? Yeah, Jam Planet is an interactive wellness-based open mic and jam session, and it's in Brooklyn, and you can um, find out everything about it by going to jamplanet.splashdash.com or going to at the Jam Planet on Instagram. Thank you for that. Love it. <laughs> and on um, Jam Planet's website, I did read that its purpose was to build a future of expansion um, and self-awareness for our future generations to come. So why do you feel that that's important? Well, you know, they're the they're the builders of the next society, of the next wave of ideas and revolutions and stuff like that. So um, it's really all levels. It's like metaphysical, physical, the actual youth building actual things and having actual ideas. And then it's like the mothers and fathers working through their inner child um, work to become, you know, stronger to exist in all time and space and then healing the lineage forward and healing the lineage backwards, um, healing like DNA trauma, which is something that I had so much more of an idea of in the past like few months than ever before. And I think that's why it's like uh, a kind of a focus at Jam Planet, but um, yeah, healing all, all kinds of uh, youth-centered frequencies, and that includes the actual youth, youth, you know, youth inside of adult beings and youth of projects, etc. Yeah, and can you share with us how you may um, interact with your inner child and how you might have healed any inner child wounds? Yeah, sure. So I think there's this thing I was learning in this class recently called parts work. And I feel like it's the way that this, my teacher was talking about parts. It was kind of talking about many versions of your inner child. So I'm just going to kind of talk about it from that point of view. But basically, whenever you have an emotion or something or any kind of thing that you feel, um, if you don't want to feel it, you basically kind of treat it as just a part of you. It's not the whole you, it's just a part of you. And you kind of look at the way I do it is I look at it like a, a kind of childlike version of me just expressing about an issue. And then what you do is you register that that part of you being shared is actually incredible because it means that you're 
um, your brain and your soul are able to level up basically from having that information that like, oh, something's going on here. So now that we know that, we can address it instead of having it shoved to the side. And so then you treat that child with love based on that feeling of like, oh, thank God you're here kind of thing. And um, that has been like, so it just blew my mind doing that work. Um, so that that's like how I'm communicating with my child. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, of course. So could you elaborate a little bit on um, what DNA trauma means for you, what it looks like, what it is? Sure. Um, well, for me, I guess I'm gonna just use another example of the parts work. Uh, I was doing some something, and I got this feeling of like a feeling of abandonment. And well, it took me a minute to realize that it was abandonment and like label it that way. But then when I realized that, I I started this parts work, and I kind of just relaxed and let that part of me express. And all these um images when people say things come up I was always like what does that mean when things come up but it's actually like you <laughs> let something thought about and then images of of what's going on in your psyche start to actually flash so I was like okay abandonment and then it was just images of like my mom when she was younger my grandparents when they were younger um, and then me when I was in my mom's stomach and things that happened to me and like doctor's offices. And it was just all these things that I was like, wow. So all of the things that I'm experiencing, they, they don't, aren't necessarily from this lifetime. It could be from things my mom was experiencing when I was in her womb, my grandma, et cetera, back and back and back and back. So that's one thing. And then the other, uh, the other like kind of key thing that I thought was really cool about DNA trauma was um, the effect it has on your genes. So DNA genes, but the effect it has on your genes based on things that happen in the environment, not based on what happened in your bloodline. So there's like experiments where these um, moms who were living in droughts in these places in Europe, in uh, Europe, they were experiencing like not a lot of nourishment and stuff. And so the babies um, came out with a, with a higher, uh, is it aversion? What the word I'm looking for? A higher aversion to diabetes. Is aversion the right word? Like it, it surpassed time, it um makes survival of the fittest where it just it molded into something more powerful or harder to prevent. They came out uh with a higher um likelihood to get to have oh, a disposition, like a higher disposition. disposition. Okay, yes. Um yes, yeah, so they came out with a higher disposition for diabetes because they were in the womb when the idea was there's not enough food. So when they had food, they would treat it like there wasn't gonna be enough later. And like in their psyche, not even not knowingly. So I think that's really important to know and then connecting that with the, with the ancestry um, just like gave me a different view of it recently. 
Yeah, that sounds so profound, the depth of where it really goes. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's I was reading something recently actually about like how when the mom when you're in your mom's womb, everything that she's thinking, everything that she's feeling, that all gets imprinted as you develop in the womb. So it's really it sheds so much light on pregnancy health. Like when you are carrying child and with child, it's such a time to honor the self and really consider the future generations because you're crafting that right inside of your womb. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes like far beyond that, like before um, conception, where parents are mentally, physically, energetically, the level of work that they've done on themselves Mm -hmm. before conception, what the energies were when like conception did occur. It's such a it's so deep. And I really like that you put language to um, the DNA levels of the trauma and how they can show up um, because it gave me a new perspective as well on that and how like important that is. So that's amazing that that's something that you felt called to and you're going deeper into. So thank you for sharing that. And earlier you mentioned um, the different artists that attend, you know, the event that you curated. Can you speak a little bit about what an artist means to you? Um, anyone who calls themselves an artist, really. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Someone who calls himself an artist, I, I can't, I can't judge if what they're doing is art, you know. Yeah, and I only ask because, like, just to kind of go into the importance of art. And um, the different emotions art can invoke within, the different expansion art can allow us to feel and experience. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So how would you identify the artistry in your life and how you show up as an artist and what that looks like for you on a personal level? Um, Well, I think I like to take it to the most up, the utmost degree and just everything I wanted to be art. Like I was looking at my, I was trying to make a vision board. Well, I am I'm making a vision board. So I, I was uh, making a vision board and I was looking at these magazines and I was like, okay, these are cool, like cute kitchens and stuff, but I want my kitchen to be like the sink is carved out of a, a rock and the water is pouring from a waterfall that we just like built the house around. And there's like, and I have like this stained glass for the, for all the piping and it's just extra. So I feel like that's how I want everything in my life to be. Um, and in that way, it's uh, very artistic of me. But also, you know, um, I'm a writer, I'm a dancer, I paint, I sing, I, I, I sometimes draw, I design, I, I sew, I make jewelry, um, I produce music, I direct. So I really feel like life is art, everything is art, like us just living and breathing, creating everyday life is such an art form. Um, So I really liked how you said that anyone is an artist if they identify as an artist, um, because it's so limitless, it's just expression in however we gravitate towards expressing ourselves. So it's really great to have tools in place to help amplify what that looks like for everyone. Yeah, um, that they can, 
Yeah, so they can like um, explore what that is for themselves because of the value that holds and it really is connected to like the trauma, um, bringing that forward to like a younger crowd and what that can do for people um, long term and as a society as a whole. Yeah. It's very powerful. And in your form of creation, um, any kind of expression that you create, where do you share your art? Uh, well, jam planet. Mm-hmm. That, that is literally my art, the entire thing. Well, not the setup, I mean the atmosphere. Gecko Jones did all of that stuff, but just the, just the you know, um, the event itself within the space is my art. Um, and then online, um, my website, ultimatedreambacation.com. And my Instagram, Zuzu Silk. You can find all my art. I think pretty much all of it over there, yeah. Yeah. And at uh, Jam Planet, there were, I remember, like, little messages hidden amongst all yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What inspired you to do those messages? What were the purposes of it? Well, that's, again, the, the art stuff. It's very, like... Uh, I I want everything. I want to make the most out of all the space I can. So I'm like, what can people be doing while they're just walking around? You know, there's there's drinks, but that's played out. <laughs> what can we do that's like new and exciting? So one of the things I want to do, and I have so I have lists of things like this, but um, something I've been doing is I call it incentivized expansion, and basically it's just a, a bunch of questions I've written that I think will help people start to. Um, realize their reality that they're uh, building towards things like you know you have all the resources you need to build uh, the house you want what, what's the first um, design aspect you focus on or something like that things that just like make people build their realities and then there's also funny questions like you know favorite uh, Martin episode or like um, how many licks does it take just like weird things like that and then within the question is a uh, some kind of incentive like a, a dollar or I, I might like put a ring or something in there to have people uh, in exchange for the people asking the question like okay if I ask this I get a reward um, and I just thought that was cute like getting a little dollar bill for doing that so yeah that's what those are so when did the journey begin of um having art be at the forefront of your life and it being something that you do like this is your life's work you know in this capacity where it's something that you're passionate enough that you're sharing with others and like have the desire to share when did that all begin for you well, I've always known I was going to do art stuff since I was like I never ever ever had an idea of not being an artist. Um, as my career, but I think when I was maybe like 27 or like just in the past three or four years, I really have been like, oh, you know, it's as much work as I put in is what I get out, so I'm just going to be doing this all the time, Um, but yeah, since I was really little, I always knew I was going to be focusing on art and Do you ever have moments of where you have to kind of talk your way through continuing? And if so, like, what does that look like? How do you navigate that? 
Yes, I was telling a story earlier today about um, there was one time when I my lease was up on my apartment in Williamsburg, and this was a really long time ago. I don't live in Williamsburg anymore, but my lease was up, and um, I just packed up all my stuff and put it in storage, and then I went to volunteer in Indonesia for a month, and I had like $600 in my bank account, and um, the food and the uh boarding stuff was paid for because I was volunteering. So I only ended up spending like $200, but I was there for a month. And then I just had no idea what I was doing after I was volunteering. I, I didn't really have contact with my agents and stuff while I was there. So I wasn't like, you know, able to be auditioning and all that stuff. Um, but I was just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do after this. And then, uh, there were moments when I would get kind of like panicky and I'd be like, Oh my God, I have you know, $500 in my bank account, like, what if I end up on the street after this? What if, what if, what if? And then I would be like, all right, there's that choice. It's like you either put your energy there or you put your energy to being okay and then you're okay. And so I just kept doing that. And um, I came back and I asked my friend, um, or my friend just happened to be, um, like, not staying in his apartment or something at this time. And he was like, you can stay with me. And in that, like, five-day period, I booked a job um, an acting job that was like months worth of rent in, in like a very short of short amount of time. And then I was just, you know, back on my feet for until now. <laughs> <laughs> and what you just described takes so much trust in the unknown. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. How did you, um, how did you leap into the unknown? How did you trust? Uh, maybe it's more what I didn't do. I like when I would get anxious or something, I would have to forcefully be like, okay, it's anxiety or we make a decision to um, know that this is just a fun in between, you know, from point A to point B. It wasn't really like I just had to keep my I just had to keep transmuting my anxiety because the anxiety would come and I have to do something with it. So that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, anxiety, you're actually just really excited because this this is a great thing that's happening right now, you know? Yeah, I I relate to that big time <laughs> because I find myself, you know, as I continue on my journey. Um, being able to see instantly when I'm like, all right, I'm about to leap into this unknown. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how I'm going to navigate, but I'm just going to go for it. And then, yeah. like you mentioned, those feelings of anxiety, it's the human mind. They can surface like, OK, but what about this, this, this and this? And it's like I like in my heart, I always believe. And it's something we constantly say, like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to get figured out like it's going to be OK. Yeah. But I really like how you just shared it's talking to the anxiety like oh the anxiety is just excited about what's to come because yeah. it makes it more fun yeah mm -hmm. it's very mm -hmm. like it's something that like I would like to share with a child you know when oh. they're like feeling frantic about something and that's the way that we should always speak to ourselves you know like consoling the inner child it's all good all the time it's fine we're alive it's no big deal mm -hmm. <laughs> Acting actually helps a lot with that because um, it helps you to it helps you to 
if you're say okay say I'm like at an audition and I'm nervous I can then take that feeling wherever it is it's usually nervousness is like in your stomach or like in your chest like these areas so I'll take that and I'll be like well what other feeling feels like that in these areas that's positive like joy and excitement and like or I will look at what the character's going through and be like what can I fit that emotion into what they're going through and then like morph you know uh, tr I transmute it, transmute the energy from one frequency to another. And uh, learning how to do that in acting was really powerful for, you know, like everyday life. Yeah. And did you learn that um, about the transmuting your energy into different frequencies in acting? Or did you learn that somewhere else and then carry that over in acting? Well, I learned it in acting, but it wasn't taught to me as like a frequency it, it wasn't it was taught to me very like lo kind of logically like if you're nervous then your character's nervous just you know act as if that's that's the energy that your character has or if your character's excited and you're nervous then put that energy into the excitement of the character and to me it that meant change the frequency of the emotion keep the emotion the power of it but just like put it somewhere else you know don't work through it or anything like just put it <laughs> mm -hmm. where you go to serve that purpose okay can you um like dive a little bit deeper into that because you're saying like um don't work through it so how does that look because I feel I find myself constantly like when I have those feelings I'll honor what I'm feeling and experience it but then in my mind it's like okay like work through these emotions so what does it um like feel like for you uh, well, it depends because, like, nervousness, I think when going into an audition and being nervous, that would be the emotion, right, is that you're feeling nervous. And I'm saying don't work through that emotion, use it for the character. So I would say that I'm just not working through it right then. Eventually, if I want to not be nervous, I'm going to have to go and, like, let the nervous part speak up and see what she's talking about and, you know, embrace her and all that stuff. The technique I was talking about <laughs> that I just like really rely on for those type of things but um otherwise it's kind of like now is now is not the time to to do that yeah that makes sense and do you find that the other type of art that you create also helps you express your emotions in that manner like transmuting the energies that you might be feeling at times yeah, definitely. I just started, well, I guess, I don't know if people would call this an art, but I just started boxing, and it's really fun to, like, if I have any any energy at all in me that is, like, angry energy, then I just put it in my fists, and it's just an instant, like, it's just so easy, you're punching something, so it, it feels, like, very, I'm really spaced. And, yeah, in music, I like to, if I'm trying to channel something, I'll just take the energy I have and channel it, but not nearly as strong as when I'm uh, doing a character or like needing to force myself from going into a panic attack. <laughs> What's something really significant and prevalent in your everyday life now that was once a dream and how does that look like for you experiencing it knowing that once ago it was only a dream and now it's your reality? Yeah um well 
(laughs) (laughs) There's there's a a few things, um, but I think something that's the most epic, not the most, just something that's very extremely epic for me right now is my relationship. Um, I had... (laughs) Tell us! Yes, get into it! I love hearing, like, success stories and capacities. (laughs) of the self because it's so important to celebrate like when it does happen because the journey be so real (laughs) you know so it's so beautiful to relish when it's finally like at the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow right and i and i think that also what's really cool about it is that i don't i don't feel like at the end of the rainbow i feel like i'm still i'm in a consistent you know like curve of the rainbow and gold is just everywhere and so like it doesn't feel like okay and I have to keep reminding myself of this too it's not like this is it it's like this is the expression of my manifestation right now and I'm always gonna have this feeling it's not um this specific situation doesn't have to be what it looks like forever and however that sounds or or means at the time but it's like the manifestation is knowing that you can have that feeling feeling of being in love or the feeling of being cared for whatever it is that makes people want to be in a relationship that you can have that just by claiming it and you'll always have that and it might express itself you know in different ways right now it's expressing itself in like a very um similar way to how i wrote it down i wrote 11 pages like a few years ago um 11 pages of like my quote-unquote perfect relationship and then I had all these epiphanies about what's my relationship with myself and, you know, um, the real questions that you have to ask yourself to be prepared for something so profound. And then, yeah, <coughs> um, it's just so, it's just every, like, few minutes that we're together, I'm like, blown away by another thing that I'm like this is what we're doing right now like, this is what I do with my partner this is how we move about the earth like this is just us and it's like yes this is what you've been you know asking for and living for so long that like yes but I love this I love the feeling of like is this real because it keeps it exciting and like keeps me grateful <laughs> I That's love beautiful. it. <laughs> and I love that you wrote this down years ago and that it was 11 pages because that just shows how detailed and how specific yeah. you were. I and didn't it, even put enough to. I, I could have <laughs> more. And it kind of sheds light on how important it is because I feel that some people have the idea of manifesting, but Uh, and crafting reality to what you desire but lack the detail and the intention to like those real specific things so Mm -hmm. it's so great that you just pointed that out because I feel like that's key Mm -hmm. the intention behind it and like how detailed and specific it is speaks to how it'll come forward and like Mm -hmm. without the details leaves room for the imagination of the energies (laughs) that help bring things forward you know yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like I, I used to. I used to kind of feel like, well, can I swear, or do you do you not have swearing on here? Live your life. Okay. Um, <laughs> I used to feel like fuck the details. I'm just gonna think about what I want, and you know, it's gonna show itself how it how it comes. And I actually still feel like that, but I think that 
it's powerful to make details because it lets you imagine the possibility, like you're saying, the imagination. And it doesn't have to look like what you wrote down. Like what I wrote down is so many things are like check, 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 check. But so many things I was blown away by uh, in the reality that weren't in the book that it was like, oh, I wrote this, but actually I meant this. And like the universe knew, because once I started picturing it, it just kind of, yeah, kind of came together. Yeah, we always talk about that, how like we can desire something and write it down or speak it out loud. And then the universe can provide something like that. What we're doing is our baseline. And then the universe provides something that we couldn't even fathom in our mind. Exactly. I heard someone say uh, they've been affirming things by saying, show me how good it can get. Yes, I love that. Yeah. That's going to be one of mine now. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's like sexy and fun and like it's like flirting with like. Yes, like, exactly. Because and it sets no limitations since our imagination is limited to the capacity that we have to express it. Yeah. Um, you know, because got to really go there to activate and access more of the imagination. We use such little of our brain yeah go ahead (laughs) I was just gonna say like to get to a place where you're living this reality where you know the power your mind holds it requires unlearning uh, unless you know you were raised in that environment where you were taught you know all of our capabilities from young did you have to go through any unlearning or were you supported yeah (laughs) I'm still like the other day I was talking to my friend about what's the benefit of a concussion. Like there are just things that it's like, okay, concussions have been always told to us as like, this is really bad. It's when you hit your head and then you, you're, you know, you, you, you could die and all these things. And it's like, has, has anyone ever studied the benefits of a concussion or coming back from a concussion and having like a, a better brain? Or now that I know that everyone is just a person who's doing all these researching things, um, or an extraterrestrial, which, you know, is still another entity just in a parallel dimension with ours um, physically. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like I I recognize that I always need to be asking a question of how can this be done differently until I reach a point where I'm like, Actually, there's no until. I always need to be asking, how can this be done differently? How can we come around on this in a completely different way? Yeah, I love it because it's just like the evolution. There's no limits on it. It's not like until this point. It's like, no, let's keep on going. Let's keep going deeper and deeper and raising ourselves. And the journey that you went on with the relationship uh, with yourself to arrive to where you now are in your relationship Um, What did that look like for you? How did you have awareness of what is the aspects that needed work and how you navigated that? Well, I did a lot of, um, I did a lot of looking at, I really noticed a huge shift um, when I started looking at how, when I would get into any altercation with any human being, or animal, or anything, any altercation at all, verbal, or it never really ever got physical, but just like um, 
things that would make me kind of be uh, uncomfortable or angry or anything like that, I would uh, realize that I would take a look at what is the other person thinking because it takes two people to get to this place. And it's really just um, like putting a magnifying glass on um, going internal, knowing that you're responsible for all your emotions. But when I really started to realize this is like right when I got into my relationship is when I was able to be like, okay, what is the other, like what is outside looking in and how, how I'm the one who's angry. So I have to go in and figure that out. You know, they, they could assist me maybe, but it's like up to me really at the end of the day. It's not, it's not their fault. You know, it's not their, uh, they do something that triggers me or sparks an emotion in me. It's not them. It's me basically. So that realization I think catapulted it so potently. And how, like, to go back, if you recall, um, like, when I said about the unlearning, when did that shift occur where you became more aware, like, all of the things you just uh, just described, like, even with your relationships with others, when you're getting triggered, it's not to put blame on them, but really, like, look within, like, okay, I'm getting triggered because something inside of me is there that needs attention. Yes, uh, I, I think I need you to ask the question one more time, but before you do, that's also something that I would say, if you say, tell me a little bit about yourself, I would say that perspective that I have really decides like my, um, my frequency in the world, I guess, that I really put everything on the person who's feeling the emotion is their responsibility to deal with the emotion. Um, that's something that I think is like, you can get into certain conversations and people just can't accept that, you know, some people or some people are super, uh, it just like, I think defines a lot of people. So I, I think that's an interesting way to say a little about myself, but can you ask the question you're going to ask? <laughs> so I guess to simplify it, it's more of just like, when did that accountability journey begin and the awareness to start creating accountability in, um, for your for how you feel you know and not necessarily when but how like what um shifted within yourself to realize that because like you said a lot of people don't perceive it that way it's like mm -hmm. oh I'm angry because you did xyz or like I'm sad because you did xyz and yeah. it's like no I'm actually angry or sad because inside I need to heal this aspect of myself yeah and sometimes I don't even think you know <laughs> the healing is just noticing that it's like this vessel doesn't fuck with that <laughs> with that way of being like you could go do that over there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm not about to address nothing it's just not just not for me mm -hmm. um, I think that sometimes can be healing to just recognize and like love because I feel like that's part of your purpose and the differences in I think that's a huge part of my message as a as a creator is that I want people to know that their perspective is valid and it's theirs and that's the same for every single person. Um, perspectives should be uh, should be acknowledged as separate entities of what they spark in the people interacting with them. I think. Um, 
and that will I think cause a lot of different understanding and be like oh so your perspective is that I don't I don't agree with that so let me like figure out why or let me find out more about this and maybe I still don't agree with it but it's not um on you I'm not angry at you for feeling that way um yes so I think what sparked it I don't that would be really cool for me to think about but I feel like I have to think for a while because I just remember it was like one year ago almost exactly I really remember I got into this argument and I was like whoa I'm looking at this argument differently like normally I'd be like this person is dumb this person does not know what they're talking about like uh go away and and I was like hmm they think they're as right as I do so like what am I maybe contributing that's making this heated and I was like kind of dumbfounded at myself recognizing that and that was just the first instance that I was like oh I'm changing yeah and when you had that realization in that specific instance um do you feel that something like clicked inside your brain like it helped resolve the situation and then you carried that technique moving forward it I don't think the situation quote-unquote resolved that was one of those situations where it was like yeah we're just not on the same and that's cool we can keep it pushing um, but the actual heatedness of it definitely was able to go down because I was able to be like, you know, I don't have to get my point across to this person. And I think that was major because I was, I've been so, I grew up being like, you have to understand me, you have to know what I'm saying. And first of all, you never, someone can tell you they know what you're saying. It could be acting. No one actually, it's not a way to know if someone knows what you're saying, but I mean, unless you could just feel it, but um, yeah, so I think that was, I feel like I'm going on a tangent now, but mm-hmm. did I that? Yeah, no, and there's so much power in everything that you just said, because it's really a way of you staying in your power, not folding, trying to get your point across, because right. all of us have so many different attachments to the words that we speak. So you might be like getting your point across with the words you use and then that person's interpreting it to the feeling that they have to those words. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can waste your time almost trying to get points across. It's like, if you feel me, you feel me. If you don't, all right, you don't feel me. (laughs) And it might get worked out, you know, in the future. It doesn't have to be worked out right this second. Like it's hard though. It's hard to, a lot of times it's hard to be like, oh, okay, that's what we do right now because the you know, the inner children are like, you took my toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really speaks to, like, people, everyone has their own messages to share in the ways that um, is unique to them. You know, like, we all have purpose here. I'm a believer of that, that we all have purpose to some degree or extent, whatever that looks like for everyone. Um, and the messages we share, we may want like ABC person to really get it because we really care. So we really want them to know that this is the truth, you know, from like our point of view, for at least from from past experiences and from recent um, conversations that Jerka and I have had. It's really just staying in the lane and through like me doing my own life's work, it'll ripple out and impact a BC person indirectly, but it may not, I may not be like the designator, the designated messenger 
for those individuals, but I trust like in me living out my truth, it's only helping inspire and empower others to do the same. And whatever work I'm presenting is gonna help in the long run. Yeah. So now that you have these realizations, do you have community that reflects that um, back to you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like after finding it in myself, it's just started being reflected also in my conversations too, because we'll get to a point in the conversation and someone might say something and expect me to agree and like laugh along. And it's like, ah, shit, like uh, a really unpopular opinion that I have is um, just along with the perspective thing, like that everyone's right and wrong is their own right and wrong. There's not a right and wrong. You know, my right and wrong is like definite for me at this point, at least in my life but it's not the same right and wrong for everybody. And so you'll get to a point of conversation and be like, well, there's one truth, you know, you can tell someone's just lying. And it's like, well, no, that person might be doing this and this and this, you don't know. And they'll be like, oh, come on, just kind of like, just agree with me kind of emotion. And it's like, uh, it's a very interesting moment where you're like, okay, my this is my friend, right? And so, like, we're on different frequencies at this moment. Is this going to make it so that we're going to disagree so much we're not hanging out? Like, it's a, it's just, like, and then at one point I was just, like, you know, I was probably like this with a lot of my friends who were realizing things when I hadn't realized them or whatever, however you want to see it. So if I'm just patient, I think the people who are meant to stay around will stay around. The people who are meant to go the other way will go the other way. And then doing that, has done has executed that and also brought in more people who are um just not just on my frequency but teaching me being like okay yeah that but have you thought about this and I'm like whoa yeah that's so cool to experience because like you said you're staying in sort of like a grace and compassion frequency and then those who are true to you, whatever that means, they do stick around and then you kind of like weave out the ones who don't necessarily have to be around you or weren't gonna be around you for the long term. Exactly. Did you go through a journey in um, like not having community reflecting back your reality in a way that felt good to you and journey to where you are currently or has that always been something that's been around? Yeah, definitely. Just adversity, being places where everyone thinks one way and then the way you think is just not a part of that. So it ends up being, yeah, it sometimes feels like a battle to be understood, which is that thing again. So it's like finding strength in the fact that, you know, people are going to take what they take and it's really how you see yourself that that's like the only thing that matters. And how, when you are in situations like that, how do you navigate them? Well, now, I mean, I don't really find myself in situations like that now. But I think uh, when I did, when I was finding myself in those situations, I I think I was less prepared because I was attracting that to, like, I guess, figure out how to be so strong and who I am. So now that I'm getting stronger, it's like those situations don't, I haven't really experienced them. Or if I do, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of like, I accept that, you know, that's what you think, because that's your truth. It's not any more valid than mine. It's just, I'm me. So I'm going to think my truth is 
that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know how you were saying before, like there were things that you were um, like working through with yourself to now be celebrating. And one of those things um, seeing come true is your dynamic and your relationship. Yeah. I think currently that is a new thing that you're working towards that in the future to come, you can reflect back on it in the same way. Yeah. Well, the, the massive, you know, movement of jam planet and my, I'm building an album a music album and I have some music videos with like this really cool story I designed that I, I just think is so fun so and I have clothing I'm making clothing and that stuff I'm like doing with the with the knowledge of of it continuing to expand yeah and with the music that you're creating right now does it have a certain feel to it like um, are you spreading messages through your music or is it just like fun and creation? Yeah, definitely. Spreading, spreading messages through the music. Um, there are a few that are just fun and creation. There are a few that like came from little instances that happened. And then a few of the songs are like, okay, this is what I, this is a message I have for you. Like, uh, go internal, get rest. Um, don't judge people. <laughs> just like these things that they're not definitely not meant to sound like that like pointing a finger or anything it's just like how I feel is like uh this is this is what joy it brings for me to be this way and what inspires you to share those messages like how do you decide what you're going to be sharing I just trust my intuition I think and what's your process look like from like the beginning? What are the beginning steps of bringing something like that to life for you? Um, I don't have any blueprint. I just kind of like, it just starts and then I, I start making a beat or I might have a friend over and they make a beat. I'm like, this is great. And then, you know, a couple months pass and I have like six songs and I'm like, I should make an album. So I start going back and refining all the songs. But when I make a song, I usually like my writing process is I'll play the beat and I'll just start thinking of melodies and the melodies will kind of transform into words. And then I'll, if they don't make sense, or if I don't, if I can't find a metaphor to make them make sense, uh, I'll just change them and keep the melody or keep how it sounds. So that's like my writing process. And it sounds like in that, that's like a channeling of its own kinds because you're like, yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially if you're leading with your intuition um, to decide what it is that is making it and what's yeah, not, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's really cool because there's intention behind it from, like, a, a higher space. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we ask all of our guests these questions. So can you tell us what being looks like and feels like for you? um being staying present I mean when you when you're being and you're noticing that you're being I feel like it's a huge compilation of absolute presence feeling right now what's going on not five minutes ago five minutes from now and that space is like so healing for the brain also just a side note <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my answer yeah, no, it's greatly put because, yeah, it's all about the present moment. Yeah. 
It's always the present moment, and then it's the next moment, and it's the new present moment. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So if there was one thing that you would want anyone listening to this to take away from what they've heard, what would it be? Okay, this this technique thing that's just been blowing my mind. The thing that I said about if you, uh, well, I'll just say it, not referring to it in past tense. So an exercise you can do to act as if, which is a great technique in manifesting, is when you wake up, and I choose, I always choose when you wake up because your mind is so fresh. When you wake up, uh, just be still for a moment and think about something that you're manifesting and in your mind think, okay, if that were me today, if I, let's for, for example, booking a show, if I book that show today, uh, maybe I'll have like press interviews or something and I don't want to pick out some new outfits for these interviews. That's something you wouldn't think about in this reality. So pick something that you would think about in the reality you're building that you don't necessarily think about now or that you can actually do like going out and finding the outfits for these interviews or whatever, uh, or looking up what colors go together, et cetera, and then p- implement that into your day-to-day life um, in the present moment. So you wake up and or, or the next day after you do the exercise, maybe you go on Google and you look up, you know, uh, monochromatic looks, and then you, you put together a board or something, something that you would be doing in your manifestation. Yeah, thanks for sharing that because I feel like that's just such a beautiful tool mm-hmm. that somebody listening, even ourselves, we can just start incorporating because it doesn't require much. It's just it requires what's inside of your mind and your heart. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. I love an action step, you know? Yeah, Bring so physical. physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, live it out. So thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, it's my pleasure. What a beautiful conversation. Yes. Likewise, it's it's been very, um, I can't even put the words to it. Like, <laughs> touching on just so many different topics. Mind opening. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the word that came to mind when you were saying it. It's like it's been so expansive because yeah. – there's so many techniques within this conversation that can really invoke so much change in one's life. I'm so glad that you feel that way. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you. Have a beautiful evening. Same to you. Many blessings. Peace. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, Please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. flow. <laughs> Peace, Peace out, family. family. <laughs>